Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, America. <laughs> Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montarulo, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? We did it, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, we did it. Just getting word, breaking news, there are now 69 unionized Starbucks in the United (laughs) States. (laughs) Nice. And as much as I would like there to be more, like I I don't want to fuck up that, that number, you know, but that's, that's an incredible, I mean, what was that? Like fucking two months ago that we were talking about the first unionized Starbucks. Yeah. It it was a a month ago. There was 21 of them. And a month before that there was 12. And before that there was zero. So yeah, they're they're freaking out. We talked last week, I think, about like the they're they're trying to bust unions by understaffing mm-hmm. um, to piss off their own customers. So yeah, great great brand, great great brand. business strategy to just yeah show you hate your workers and you fucking don't care about the community that you're allegedly serving. Yeah, well, and what's great is that like people are more people are going to those Starbucks because they support the union. Right. So it's like it, like that that's when you should be going out on strike when you have the support of those people and just say. You know, we want to work, but they won't let us work. And because of that, you can't get your food that you paid for or right. your, you know, your coffee, croissant, whatever they your sell there. $12 coffee. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I don't think I've ever, I've, the last time I was in a Starbucks, it was not by choice. It's because I was, I was visiting some other city with my mother and she was like, well, it's just, you know, it's, let's just do it because it's there and the hotel's nearby. And I'm like, all right, whatever. <laughs> um, I didn't like it though. I refused to enjoy my coffee. <laughs> They, uh, I, I've been to a couple of hotels where there's actually a Starbucks in the hotel lobby, which I thought was real bizarre. I think like Holiday Inn Express or something like one of those has like a deal with that. Oh yeah. Well, you go to the Barnes and Noble, you ever do a, like a Barnes and Noble bookstore? Oh, yeah, no, they have them in there. The Starbucks. Too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they've had that for like 20 years, but then you go to the Starbucks uh, inside the bookstore, and the Starbucks has its own little magazine section, right? So it's it's like a little mini bookstore <laughs> at the Starbucks inside the bookstore i think that's just fucking genius you know <laughs> like it's like no, it, inception but for you know reading and <laughs> caffeine yeah that was like the hangout spot in high school like barnes and noble starbucks and barnes and noble oh, yeah. <laughs> real fucking so it was right after 9-11 uh, right after 9-11 where i uh grew up that they decided to build a giant strip mall and uh, tear down this amazing, like, you know, 400 acre meadow to build a strip mall. And of course, there was a Walmart and a Coles and a fucking Dick Sporting, whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. And but they had a Barnes and Noble there. Mm-hmm. And it, this was like, you know, after they built it, 
I actually went to go like take pictures of it while it was under construction. Uh, and right after being right after 9-11, security swarmed on me. They're oh, like, God. what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm like, yeah, Bin Laden's going to come in here and blow up your fucking strip mall. <laughs> I'm trying to sell these to Al-Qaeda, man. Give me a break. Yeah. Come on. I'm just I'm trying to make a living. Seriously. But um, so Chuck Palahniuk came to do a reading oh, um, from his book Guts, which wasn't published yet. And he, uh, you know, he's super famous because Fight Club had just come out like a couple years before that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, I got to warn you. And there was like 400 people there. Like it was, you know, jammed. You don't get like seriously rock star authors uh, coming through, you know, Midwest, middle of fucking nowhere bookstore very often. Right. And uh, and it was free, which was awesome. And um, he was, you know, he's, he's hilarious in real life. You know, I mean, he's funny enough he is, in yeah. his writing. But he 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 warned us. He was like, uh, I don't know if you've read Guts, but it's it's. I read yeah. Choke, which was which was pretty gross, but like I, that's he. It's just his style. He's, he's a very like. Oh yeah, like, he he loves the shock value. Right. But he was like, I I have to warn you that every time I've read this to every over the bookstore, somebody has passed out. So fair <laughs> warning. And so he reads the story, and I won't ruin it for you. Go read it; you can find it. Um, and but like part of it had been online already, so I already knew part of it. Mm-hmm. But it was only like the first ten pages of like a twenty-page short story. And it was the funniest, most disgusting thing I've ever heard. And I was crying laughing at just, it it was amazing. And when he got done, uh, there was two uh, ambulances out front and paramedics had come in because people had fainted. It was a huge crowd. (laughs) So like you you couldn't even see everyone where you were sitting. And he was like, is that, he like pointed the ambulances. He's like, is that for us? (laughs) Sure enough. It it was just, it's like one of those things and he goes into such graphic detail that you, if you start to think about it too much, you, you could be revulsed to the point of just like throwing up or passing out or, or just like having to leave the you know like he's a very descript <laughs> like very like he's a very good descriptor like as well like i don't know what the term i'm trying to use but like he's very descriptive and he's very good at painting a picture for you like as an author so it's he is yeah yeah well and another thing i hate about streaming is that we don't have director's commentaries but i oh. love on the director's commentary for fight club he talks in detail because he he did he there's a director's track and then there's a director and a screenwriter uh track and then i think there's a one or no 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 so there's a there's a commentary track that's just the screenwriter david co-ops i believe yeah. uh and chalk Polnick and talking about the book and the movie and the whole time Polnick's just like your screenplay is better than my book <laughs> he's just saying it over and over <laughs> that's, that's awesome he, he's like you thought of so many things that i'm jealous of that i never in a million years would have thought of so i, lo- I love that he's a, he's the kind of guy who doesn't have any kind of ego and can genuinely say that a film adaptation was you know uh better than his original yeah right <laughs> like Stephen King was like yeah that's Taylor Kubrick movie's a piece of fucking shit The Shining oh, sucked ass um, now- and if you've ever seen the, the version of, of The Shining that King uh, the book accurate had- version yeah, uh, that that he insisted be made. It's it's literally unwatchable. Like, yeah. I, I, it's it's not even like Langoliers where you can watch it and laugh at it. <laughs> it you're right. It's not so bad. It's good. It's just bad. It's not right. It, it's like not. It's too good to be so bad. It's good. It's but it's not oh at all good. It's and 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 like I feel like that movie with maybe a different cast and like a Hollywood production, like with his version of the book, could have been good because I actually prefer his version of jack torrance to the movie version but like just as a character study i mean there's not really much character development in the uh stanley kubrick version of the shining he starts off seeming like a fucking psychopath and then he's 
a psychopath throughout versus like right. he's actually a very sympathetic character in the book um and he actually has a nice redemption kind of by the end of the book it's a it's a much different story but um but but i mean there's no question he doesn't turn into a human popsicle right no he doesn't turn into a fucking okay but but that being said that's one of the most the best fucking suspense movies of all time and you know it's just you know as a film itself is is just incomparable to anything that you know has been adapted from a stephen king thing but i was watching something with uh vincent d'onofrio interview and he was talking about um working with kubrick on full metal jacket Mm. And, you know, Kubrick is, was famous for doing 80 fucking takes. Right. Psychopath. Right. And they they had rehearsed the, um, <clears throat> uh, you know, the 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 final scene with uh, D'Onofrio, who was like 24 at the time. Um, and he's like, you know, like, uh, I, I guess they were like leaving set the night before they were going to shoot that. And they'd rehearsed it several times. And Kubrick was just like, hey, so how do you feel about how uh, how are you going to do it tomorrow? And he's like 24 and he's like, I, I, I think I've got a handle on it. I, I think I'm know what I'm going to do. He's like, great. Whatever you're going to do, do more of it. Like just like whatever your, your idea is, I, I want just like more intensity of whatever you think you're going to do. And I guess they did like three takes of it and that was it, Wow. <laughs> which is, which is just like, oh my God, like I, I you, you please like the greatest film auteur in history with three takes <laughs> and you're only 24 years old. <laughs> Jesus Sh- Christ. Shelley Duvall's like, really, really bro. Like <laughs> fucking right. three motherfucking takes pulling my hair out over here. Jesus right. Christ. Fucking um, Paul Simon dumps me and now I got to go work on the shining and now I'm fucking going <clears throat> right. Like, basically quitting acting after this. You know, yeah. <laughs> God damn. Um, well, yeah. So, you know, obviously we're, we're trying to stall because we have a lot of horrible uh, news to cover this week. Um, and but we should get into it because there was a lot uh, that happened in the last week or so since we last recorded. Yeah, I started making my notes on like Saturday and I don't even remember half the shit I wrote down. Well, I so. think that's when the fucking funeral happened over the weekend, if I remember correctly. If, if it wasn't if it wasn't the weekend, it was like Monday. It was real early uh, it, in the week. Did, did the funeral actually ever happen? All well, I saw was right. the police having a riot and so, attacking people, you know, beating the pallbearers. Right. So we, we talked last week about... Um, Shireen, oh god, I'm gonna butcher her name again. Uh, how do you do? you remember how to say it? I gotta find it in my notes here. Uh, Shireen, Shireen Abdul Akhlai. Yeah, so Shireen, so just famous journalist uh, in Palestine, uh, very well respected, all over uh, the Arab world. She was, I mean, right. she was. I mean, it just this was famous <laughs> Arab journalist just happened to be Palestinian. Al Jazeera is know. is you know the essentially the the non Western BBC of right, was, like <laughs> all of Arabia. Right. Not not one state, you know, specific, but um, yeah. And so she's extremely well-respected, well-known uh, journalist uh, that was murdered by the the fucking IDF thugs uh, or, or the IOF. Th- I was very confused because I kept reading IOF and I was like, is that like a different branch of the Israeli military? But I didn't realize people call them the Israeli occupation force versus the Israeli defense force, which right. makes sense. But like, it's just I didn't realize that that's what the IOF stood for. Um, but yeah, well, no. sometimes self-defense means shooting a famous journalist in the face with right, a sniper right. Well, rifle, I mean, look, we, you know? we, we spent 750, you know, billion dollars a year on defense. So that, that makes sense. We, cause we, you know, that, uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, we, we talked about her, her, her fucking murder and how the, the, uh, Israeli military fucking lied about it. And then all this evidence came out and they, you know, they did everything they could to lie about it. 
Um, but no, they, they murdered her and they were going to murder her colleagues and they were attempting to. Um, and so, you know, they had this massive, uh, funeral for her, uh, over the weekend and, uh, you know, they carry, and by the way, just, just FYI for people that are like, oh, well, you know, there's just so much tension between the Muslims and the Jews. Yeah. She was a Christian. She wasn't even a Muslim. She just happened to be an, a, a Palestinian Christian. Uh, so she actually got like a funeral, like a Christian funeral, you know, with a, with a casket, with a fucking crucifix on it and the, the whole nine. Um, you know, they do it a little bit differently over there. Like every, you know, denomination of Christianity does, but, um, they were, they were carrying her, her casket, um, you know, through the, through the, through a town basically. And, uh, through Jerusalem, which is occupied, um, right. by illegally occupied, um, by the IOF, by Israel, by apartheid Israel. So it, it, remember when they said they were going to investigate this, that Israel said, well, we'll investigate it right get to the bottom of it. Right. Um, so headline just today, Al Jazeera, Israel will not investigate Shireen Abdu Akhla's killing. The Israeli military believes the investigation would lead to controversy in Israel. Oh, really? You think? Yeah. And I, I saw this from a tweet. Uh, they retreated this. Um, from uh, I don't know who this is, just ran you know non blue check random normal person named Beth Miller uh, tweeted out this. Uh, Remember last June when Ilhan um, uh, asked Secretary Blinken where Palestinians could seek justice, and he said uh, Israel domestically had quote the mechanisms to make sure <laughs> right. that there is accountability in any situations where there are concerns about the use of force. Because remember, we you know we don't we don't recognize the International Criminal Court. Right. The, no. You know, we passed a law that says if any U.S. soldier gets tried for war crimes, that we can invade the Netherlands to, yep. to break them out with, you know, I, I would assume we'd fly in there with Blackhawk helicopters and guys jumping on ropes to fucking, you know, kick in the window. And sh- right. So that's that's what we'll do if you try to hold us accountable to the internationally recognized governing body you right. know, of, of, of human that rights. was created to put Nazis on trial for the Holocaust. Right. That's right. that's the court that we we uh, we don't recognize its legitimacy of right. in America. It's gonna be real funny when they try to bring a bunch of the, uh, the the fucking Ukrainian Nazis in front of the IOCC. How we react? That'll be that'll be a real full circle moment for America when we try to do everything we can to block that uh, the, them from being held accountable for any war crimes. Yeah, we'll have more to talk about on yeah, that. Well, but yeah, but, it's, but it's so, just yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, and, and again, I, this is something I I've seen a lot of shit before and i i really like to think that nothing would shock me at this point you know we've seen so many videos of cops shooting people unarmed people walking or running away in the back of the head i mean i've we've seen a lot of shit in the social media age of like you know online justice and like actually like exposing all this horrible shit that's been going on uh for forever for since the inception of america and before um I've never seen people beating the fuck out of pallbearers at a funeral before. And, and, and they were so beyond the pale. To even, they had Palestinian flags with them, which are illegal under the apartheid regime. Right. So that was their justification for beating. Them. They had pal- they had Palestinian flags with them, which is. Li- so, yeah, the, the you know, we, we uh, our government loves to call Israel the only democracy in the Middle East where you can ban flags and beat people if they carry them. Right. So the, I mean, the, the other excuse, sorry, uh, the other excuse was was that people in the crowd were throwing stones. It's like, really, how do you throw a stone when you're holding a 600 pound fucking oak casket? 
Like, right. like, 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 I tweeted out. I was like, "Do we know for sure the rocks weren't being thrown from inside the casket?" <laughs> right, and and you know, obviously, what actually happened was that a bunch of IDF thugs showed up to menace these people, mourning the uh, respected journalists that they murdered, uh, and they were probably pushing and beating the shit out of you know, g- generally just the people in the crowd, like they always do. And I'm sure somebody got mad and threw a fucking rock at them. So then they'll use that as justification yep. for just cracking everyone's fucking skull. That, and- uh, yeah, that, that great new David Simon show, uh, We Own This City. That's like literally this this um, this uh, task force that the show focuses on. Like they'll literally just like walk up and like fucking chest bump somebody and be like, you saw he assaulted me, arrest him. Right. Like that. That's what all these cops fucking do. Right. No, and that's <laughs> what they all do. And so, um yeah, and I mean, and it's just <laughs> the most harrowing fucking video I've ever seen of just these people desperately trying to hold up this poor fucking woman's casket so she doesn't spill out all over the ground because there's like, you know, 15 people carrying this thing or whatever, um, you know, through the streets as these IDF fucking psychopaths are beating them with clubs, like literally beating these people holding up the fuck. And I mean, you know, just an incredible amount of fucking just perseverance of the human spirit type thing to see these people desperately holding this fucking thing and they didn't drop it like they almost dropped it but they didn't drop it which is incredible but oh um, it i mean it, it tipped over to the degree that like her, i thought her body was going to come out of there i mean there's no way that like her corpse wasn't crumpled into like one corner of that casket the oh angle that it, God, it yeah. dropped at I mean, but it's it's you know i mean could you imagine could you fucking imagine if hamas attacked a jewish synagogue during a funeral right and the, in the wall street journal or the new york times said that it was clashing yep yeah Ham- no, it- hamas and uh jewish rabbis clash at jerusalem synagogue could you imagine seeing that headline no i mean it would be constantly all over the i mean it, there would be we'd be fucking bombing them ourselves like we wouldn't even be we wouldn't even go through israel as the middleman like it, it just would be the outrage would be unbelievable and even this is is just so beyond the pale that even the the just most rabid Israel defenders, the Anthony Blinkens of the world, still had to pretend like they were outraged by it, like they couldn't even defend it. <laughs> yeah. Like that's how oh, bad he, it he was. was. He was very troubled, troubled. <laughs> he was troubled. He was <laughs> oh. troubled. Yeah, you know when you like stick your keys in the lock and it like it won't turn, and you're like, uh oh, is the you know like they'll have the wrong key? No, it's the right key. Like what what the fuck's going on? Like that's troubled. Okay, like it, when when you're standing in line for an excessively long amount of time, uh, and like this line's not moving, what's going on? Like that's troubled. Um, when when you see uh, soldiers beating people, holding the casket of a woman who was assassinated, uh, that is not troubled. That should be that should be incensed, outraged. Uh, like there's just I I can't even think of words now. It's, it fucking pisses me off so much, but. Uh, yeah, it's just it's pathetic. It's pathetic. Yeah, that's, and that's a good word. That's probably the best is, word for it. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry. Yeah, know. no, it, 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 it's <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean, and, and it truly is. And, and like, it, it's just, you know, again, uh, people will see this and people will be outraged. But then, you know, uh, fucking three weeks later, they'll still be like, well, yeah, but Israel's our ally and we need to send them money because, you know, they're. They're under attack and we need to help them defend themselves. And you know, it's just nothing's ever going to if this didn't fucking, you know, change hearts and minds, uh, you know, nothing ever will. But at the end of the day, I think a lot of people's hearts and minds have been changed on 
Israel-Palestine, but again, it doesn't fucking matter because, you know, 90% of the country could want something and it's not going to happen because nothing that actually happens in this country is representative of the will of the people. So it's completely, you know, irrelevant yeah. how many people actually fucking come around on this. It's crazy. It's, you know, it's it's like one of those things where it's like, it seems completely unchangeable for so long and then like just something happens and like then everything changes, you know? Like what, what's that, what's that phrase that... um you know, so some, you know, nothing can change for a hundred years and then a hundred years changes in one day, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. Or like I'm centuries wrong, happen in a week or week, right, whatever. But right. yes, I, yeah. Yeah. That, it, I think that's a Lenin quote, actually. I forget the exact quote, but it's a, it's a good quote. Yeah. Uh, Vladimir, uh, not John. Vladimir. Yeah. Who it, it's crazy because it's, it's like all the, all the shit you're always told about, you know, our, our founding fathers, um, you know, Trotsky, Stalin, Lenin, Marx, all that. Uh, it, it, like when you when you really spend time learning about these people, you realize that almost everything you've been told is a lie. And yep. uh, you know, we're going to talk about the history of of Ukraine fascism and Nazism here later in a bit. Um, there, by, by the way, it, the, just to quote real quick: is there yeah. are decades where nothing happens, and then there are weeks where decades happen. There you go. Yeah. Um, but it, it, like one of the big things that that you know, because Lenin was he was a big orator he would you know you see these pictures of him standing up on a you know platform they built and he's talking to thousands of people in some square and getting everyone to agree with them and one of the big things that he pushed back on at the time was all the anti-semitism and he was like look the, the jews aren't the reason you're poor it's the capitalists and yes among the capitalists there's a few jews but the vast majority of jews are working class just like us Right. So like he was constantly trying to put the kibosh on all the anti-Semitism that was going on in the early part of the last century uh, where. But, you know, you look at like uh, the, the the leaders of Ukraine uh, as early as 1929 with the I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. But like Ukraine basically embraced we might as well go into it. Yeah, yeah might as well. Ukraine uh, embraced being invaded by Nazi Germany with open arms. Yep. Right. The OUN, which was the uh, find my notes here, organization of Ukraine nationalists, started in 1929 by this guy Stephen Ban uh, Bandera, right? When you hear people talk about Banderites like uh, Zelensky, that's who they're referring to. Zelensky, who openly his, calls himself a Banderite, yeah, yeah. And so this this was basically an organization established in 1929, so like just before people knew who Hitler was you already had these ultra nationalist right wing, basically Nazis forming parties in, in the Ukraine, uh, which was part of the Soviet union. But again, it was like the West side versus the East side, you know, very, very different. Allegiances. You always have factions like that within any, you know, communist right. country of right wing reactionaries who try to, you know, so, and, and even amongst system. the, o, the OUN, they had a, a, a more moderate versus more radical right? right so the the moderate version they were just fascists that loved ukraine and wanted to be their own country the the more radical wing led by bandera wanted to incorporate anti-semitism rapidly wanted to make their version of fascism align with the you know the burgeoning fascist movement in germany right so they split the it into two different parts yeah so they split it into two different parts in 1940 um and one part uh, the moderate part, their flag was the fascist trident that liberals have all over their Twitter accounts. And the other <laughs> half has, has that red and black flag that we've seen at every Ukraine rally all over the U.S. Right. That was the faction that Stephen Bandera led. 
right? And this was, this I mean, the, the, their level of collaboration with Nazi Germany upon being invaded was more than any other country. Like you talk about, you know, like there was some French collaborators, right? And they all got fucking hanged or killed. Right. Um, there was there was that uh, news story about the uh, the woman athlete who was being praised right for like overcoming all these adversities to women in sports and it's people were like uh she was a nazi collaborator <laughs> and then they, they tried to spin it as like she was brutally murdered without a trial it's like because she was a fucking torturing people she was a nazi torturer didn't torture nazis <laughs> she tortured people for the nazis do you realize who you're fucking praising right now oh, so this is yeah. just i have some quotes from from this is just from wikipedia but it's all you know sourced from other places so uh, during the war, the leadership of the OUN was heavily engaged in Nazi collaboration. At least 23% of the OUN leaders in Ukraine were in the auxiliary police. 18% took part in training in Nazi Germany's military intelligence schools in Germany and in Nazi-occupied Poland. 11% served in the, I'm going to butcher this, the Nachtgal, Nachtgal and Roland battalions. Uh, 8% in the local administration during the Nazi occupations and 1% in the SS Galicia division. So like they, you know, add all those percentages up and it's like half of the OUN <laughs> leadership right. was like, they got jobs <laughs> being Nazis. Right. Okay. And we're not talking about like neo-Nazis or like just far right adjacent. This is, this is just no, like literally, literally aligned with the, World the War OG II. Nazis. They, they got fucking guard. They, they got jobs as guards at Auschwitz and yeah. like in Burghausen, like they were running the camps. So this, it gets even worse. The atrocities against Jews during the Holocaust in Ukraine started within just a few days of the beginning of the Nazi occupation. There are indications that the Ukrainian auxiliary police formed on the 20th of August, 1941 was used in the roundup of Jews for the Babi Yar massacre and in other massacres in cities and towns of modern day Ukraine, such as Stepan, I'm assuming named after Bandera, Lviv and Lutsk. And uh, I'm not even gonna try to say that last one. Donetsk? Uh, no, it's Z-H-Y-T-O-M-Y-R. No. Yeah. yeah, you don't take it. Nope, nope, nope. So on September 1st, 1941, uh, the Nazi-sponsored Ukrainian newspaper, uh, Volhin, Nazi-sponsored meaning it already existed, they just didn't shut it down because they were supportive of the right. invasion. Uh, a newspaper wrote, the element that settled in our cities, the Jews, must disappear completely from our cities. Oh. The Jewish problem is already in the process of being solved. Well, that that's, that seems even-handed. Um, yeah. So this is, I mean, <laughs> people are like, oh, this is Russian propaganda. This is Putin propaganda. Putin propaganda. Uh, this, is the, this is the history of who, what Ukraine has been. And it has not changed. The, these these right you know right sector Azov battalion all of them, the you know there was this was this insane woman, uh, this Caroline Orr Bueno PhD tweeted out this this huge thread that got dunked on saying uh, there's a lot of disinformation already about the mass shooter in Buffalo, New York. To be clear, he didn't have an Azov battalion symbol in his manifesto. It's a Sonorad Black Sun, which is common amongst white, white supremacist symbols. So like, yeah, that's not an Azov battalion symbol. We'll be like a reminder that uh, the Azov battalion symbol has the Black Sun in it. Yep. It just also has like four other fascist symbols as a part of it. <laughs> right. It's just it's just prominently framing the entirety of the crest in their fucking battalion. Uh, Listen, I mean, a, a, a rectangle is not a square, but a square is a rectangle. You fucking leftists have it all wrong. All right. Right. 
Right. So it, just, it, just insane. Just insane. The level of Nazi defense. These these people who saw these guys with tiki torches in in Tennessee, you know, saying the Jews will not replace us, and they're like, "See, see, Trump is inciting fascism, literal Nazis." And it's like, as soon as he's out of office, you're probably going to support those people right. in another country. Right. So yeah, and they're they're. <laughs> I'm just looking at it again here. This they're they're fucking um. Their their patch, it's got the the little fascist trident in the bottom, you know, bottom center of the of the patch. It's got the the uh, the Sonningrad uh, outlined in white to throw you off the scent in the background, prominently, you know, taking up the entirety of the yellow portion. And then dead center, it's got the um, it looks like an N with like a line through it, which is just the like mirrored version of one of the actual Nazi battalion flags. I forgot the exact name of the battalion. Yeah. At the moment, well, but. I mean, the, if it's, it's just like, if you rotate it, it looks just like the double lightning bolts of the SS. Right. Well, they, all their, yeah, they, they had, they had a really, uh, synergistic graphic design department, uh, in, in, <laughs> right. in Nazi Germany. So a lot of their shit has very similar, um, well, you know, <laughs> I mean, the reason, the reason why liberals really love it is because in the middle, you've got a giant blue wave. <laughs> that's <laughs> I even noticed that. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. That's that they they, they can see through all the Nazi uh, symbology to just see that blue wave. Did you and... see the the the, um, the tweet somebody had? This is like uh, what what the Azov logo looks like versus what liberals think it looks like. No, no. What was there? Oh, hey, let me go find it real quick. It'll still take me just a second. Oh, it's a variation of the Wolf's Angel insignia used by the the Waffen SS and Weirmach. Right. Uh, so the, the liberal version is uh, it's an actual smiling sunshine in the background. Uh, <laughs> the wave just looks a little bit, you know, more frothy. Uh, and then the the uh, the end lightning bolt SS thing has been replaced by a dancing cactus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, and by the way, I, you know, again, I just there's no need to repeat this, but I just need to say this all the time, because when you hear idiots being like, oh, well, I, yeah, well, you know, I mean, the ones who don't straight up lie about the fact that that the Azov battalion is a strictly neo-Nazi um, battalion that like that's part of the, the, the you know, the 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 bonding, uh, you know, feature amongst the the members of that battalion and the fact that it's, you know, by some estimates, twenty five hundred people large. Um, they're like, well, that's a small percentage of the Ukrainian military, which number one, no, it's not. It's actually a significant percentage, but, um, oh, do you not hear me? Should I got to cut around? <laughs> well, all right. So wait, it's good. <laughs> Give you a clap track. Um, all right. So fuck, what was it? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, they, 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 they just love using fascist, uh, symbology and you know despite the fact that people uh you know who aren't in complete denial about the fact that they're uh you know a, a nazi battalion the people who admit that but try to downplay their their significance um we've talked repeatedly about how they you know were the the vanguard of the of the 2014 coup that installed the current government and are basically running this entire operation i mean there's a reason that when fucking Zelensky goes to 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 beg for money to the to the you know the Greek parliament he he's flanked by two fucking you know uh Nazi officers from the fucking Azov battalion are the only two people he brought with them like you think he brings like the 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 fucking you know officers from some minor battalion with him no like those are the people that he knows if he fucks and fucking steps out of line they're gonna fucking cap him like he he knows that they're the only thing 
right now uh, keeping him in power, and it's a marriage of convenience. And as soon as he's not convenient to them, uh, Nazis are not really famous for their loyalty. So I, I don't know what his endgame is, but I think he's in, you know, way over his fucking head. And it, it, it's just a matter of time before he's not useful to them anymore. Yeah, well, and you saw how uh, Russia finally took uh, Maripol. Yep. Yeah, and we've been told for months now that uh, Russia's committing a genocide. Committing genocide. And I'm like, oh, really? So I, I saw just a million headlines this week uh, trying to avoid using the word surrender. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> these are the guys that said they were going to fight to every last man. You know, they, well, it was they Azov. Would... Azov were the ones who yeah. were holding Maripol down, right? So. Right. And they're holed up in this this fucking factory that looks like it's out of a fucking Nine Inch Nails video. Uh, great looking old old thing. Um, and yeah, and they they fucking surrendered. They surrendered. Um, but it was it was like they they had the one headline was like uh, Ukraine declares combat mission uh, has concluded. Like uh, that, that's a just jumping over hurdles to not say right, surrender. Get, get that mission accomplished banner out of mothballs, guys. We did right. <laughs> like, and it was like 200 guys left. That was it. That was all that was this hold up there, you know, and it's just like completely just just pure ego at that point, you know, and, right. it, it, you know, and it, but then it was like you read the articles and it was like, oh, yeah, all 200 were taken into custody, put on buses and taken to a hospital. Oh, weird. By I Russia. thought they would have like, shot oh, them all in the back of the head since they I were thought just... this was a genocide. Genocide right. doesn't sound like the kind of thing where you take a bunch of people who are hungry and maybe dehydrated or, or possibly have gun injuries and, you know, take them to the hospital on buses. They were on they were on buses that looked nicer than any fucking bus that I've ever ridden on in my life. Honestly. Right. Uh, I don't know if you saw those photos, but yeah. And, and like none of them looked that banged up either. Like they all they all looked like fairly clean shaven. I was like, how long were they hold up in there? Like a couple hours? Like what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like did, was, was there did the, did the, did the Wi-Fi finally go out? Was well, I, I mean, until Russia really <laughs> moved in, they were, you know, they were running roughshod through the city and probably, you know, fucking commandeering people's homes. Like we saw the videos of them fucking, you know, saran wrapping, uh, you know, the Roma residents of that of Maripol to fucking telephones poles and street lights like i'm sure they were just taking their fucking houses and staying there and eating their food and shaving and shit like that so yeah eventually they got pushed back into a corner and then they kind of held hold up in that it, it, it's just hilarious that like we're, we're told that you know war is hell this is all fucking awful and like all these guys are on tiktok you know like narrating what's going on <laughs> right. like really this is this is all right, this is war now, I guess. Right. So, I mean, we have a. Cl- I want to get through some of these clips because we we got to yeah. get through some of these. But so there's a, we have a clip here. It's actually from uh, an ITV report from uh, uh, before we were pretending that that Ukraine didn't have a massive Nazi problem and that they weren't, you know, becoming the 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 ascending force in the in the. Um, if right. not in the political body of the Ukraine, this, in the exactly this is this is for the people who think that this conflict started in February of 2022 and are still blissfully ignorant somehow of the eight year civil war that's been going on there uh, that has been you know it's taken the lives of 15,000 uh, mostly Russian speaking Ukrainians right who are being um, killed by their own government most of which if you know if you ask them now would still say like yeah we we would love to be back in part of the soviet union right uh, back in the ussr um so yeah let's just it, and and it's it, like at first i thought this was bbc but then i realized this was like way too honest coverage of bbc and it, like you said it was i itv which i don't even know what that is but it's i i, I could be wrong but i want to say itv scottish like state tv i let me let me i'm going to google that real quick so that i'm not giving incorrect information but uh 
uh, no, it's okay. It's a British free to air television network. It's independent television to, pr- to provide competition to BBC. But I, you know, I know a lot of uh, like Irish and Scottish people talk about ITV because it is like the independent kind of counterpart to, to the BBC within right. the UK. So yeah. Anyway. All right. So yeah, let's play this video. So and Sin um, finds sponsored media. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, all right. Here, let's play the clip. This was no skirmish going on. This piece of video shows armoured vehicles and then a soldier firing a rocket-propelled grenade. People were being hit, some of them civilians, caught in crossfire. We found a man being carried away in a car. Another man was then hit and wounded just a few metres away. As they help a third victim, the sound you're about to hear was the crack of a bullet passing overhead. Little wonder they ran. Our guard killing us. It, it, it was very scary. We won't ever be under uh, the fascist government. Thick clouds of billowing smoke suggested the battle may now be over. Several infantry fighting vehicles began leaving the city at high speed. We found Ukrainian forces now in control of the central police station, but being jeered and abused by crowds of furious locals. They left to volleys of insults. One very frightened looking trooper bringing up the rear. When the crowd began to get too close, the soldiers opened fire above their heads. They'd recaptured the police station all right, but in saving it, they destroyed it. This is quite a statement. The Ukrainian forces have now left, leaving this behind them. The point they're making, Mariupol is one town they are not going to surrender without a fight. The cost has been heavy. Reports of between 8 and 20 people dead, many more wounded. And in the process, an eastern city that until now had been relatively calm is seething with anger. Barricades going up. Young men crawling all over an armoured vehicle the troops had had to abandon. It is a curious way to persuade ordinary people they have a future within Ukraine. James Mates, ITV News, Mariupol, eastern Ukraine. So just to reiterate, this this clip was from 2016. This is this is the fascist Ukrainian forces. I don't know if they were Azov or just regular, you know, Ukrainian military, um, basically attacking civilians. Um, you know, pro Russia, pro um, Soviet civilians uh, in Mariupol, and this. I mean, this this is the shit that's been going on for eight years. That this was the reason why Russia intervened. Right. Like right. that's that's people that think that this didn't exist until February. And that, that's, you know, that context, this historical context, of course, is deliberately kept out of Western media. Well, and that was the whole reason they they um, annexed Crimea in 2014. It was because that was a majority, you know, Russian speaking um, area of the Ukraine that wanted to still be part of the USSR, wanted to be part of Russia. Uh, and right. you know, they were, that was another region where that, where Ukraine was just, you know, and still is just shelling the shit out of, uh, their allegedly their own, you know, their own residents. 
Uh, and how many countries have has America invaded, where we claim that their government was killing their own people? I mean, right. that's like it, right. it, <laughs> that. That's the pretext for every fucking war we've been in in the Middle East. Is like, oh, Saddam was gassing his own people. Oh, the, uh, you know, Assad gassed his own people, so we have to bomb him. It, it's just you know, but we you know those things ended up largely not being true. But here we see it is true, and. Russia is not supposed to intervene, not supposed to do anything on their own border. I mean, the, I mean, it's like, do you think if there was a bunch of fucking Americans living in Toronto getting slaughtered by, you know, Justin Trudeau, that we wouldn't intervene? Honestly, no, of course, of course. We <laughs> so it, when it, people say, oh, you're a bunch of Putin apologists, you support the invasions like, look, no, no, it's all bad. It's all all wars fucking bad. OK, but. That doesn't mean this wasn't justified. Right. <laughs> this, uh, Yeah, right. Exactly. So, you know, it, it's just it, it's going to continue to, to to go on this way. But I mean, it's going to be really hard for them to act like Russia, which they've been trying to do, that Russia is on the run while simultaneously begging for money as Ukraine continues to surrender uh, cities to, to the Russian army. So it's going to be an oh, interesting. So funny. I, I don't even look at the headlines anymore. I mean, I, I look at the headlines. I don't I, I don't write them down to share because they're just they're all it's all the same every day it's like you know uh, russia bungles this bungles that but still they're the most dangerous threat that we have to you know it's just right it's so annoying and it's it's like even things that are not even presented as op-eds uh that are just presented as reporting it's it's so one-sided right Right. and and for the wrong side (laughs) for the fucking nazi side uh god well you know while we're on the subject of, of just total bullshit and propaganda, uh, we don't have a big story on this, but just maybe the most honest moment in the history of American politics happened yesterday. So I, I think it's important that we ju- that we just share it with everyone in case you just didn't happen to come across this. Um, George W. Bush was giving a speech. Just, 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 just roll it. We'll, we'll, people will get it. Right, just George W. Bush was giving a speech, and, 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 and then something happened. In contrast, Russian elections are rigged. Political opponents are imprisoned or otherwise eliminated from participating in the electoral process. The result is an absence of checks and balances in Russia, and the decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. <laughs> Iraq, too. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, here's the th- God. Uh, w- by the way, was that clip, like, weirdly slow at the beginning and then sped up for you as well, or is that just on my end? Um, I didn't notice it, but I mean, just, like, it, this, is, this is when he was giving that speech and... You know, he's like, oh, those weapons of mass destruction got to be somewhere. And the cold crowd just goes, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's I mean, so funny. You killed a million people. It, it no killed reason. a million people. Ha, 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 ha. LOL. LOL. I committed a, a, a fucking war crime. Right. No, million million people are dead. Fallujah. LOL. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, I, it, Jesus Christ. He's got, it, he's I mean, got a, yeah. What, what, do you, what do you even say? Everyone in that room should be shot. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm right. And, and, you know, him, him most of all. But I mean, it's just, uh, I just, I can't, I, 
just imagine. Well, I mean, you know, number one, obviously, it it, it clearly weighs on him to some degree that, that that he's you know slipping up and saying these things because he's heard it for so many years that he illegally and unjustifiably invaded a country for no reason. And so it's it's certainly like in the back of his you know cortex, and as as he's fucking you know diminishing in, in his old age, you hear that fucking that benzo slur that he has now. Russia. Um, yeah, you know he's not doing he's not he's not doing the fucking the good stuff anymore. He's not not getting the not, not getting the good coke anymore. So now he's got to <laughs> he's got to take all the fucking. He's seventy five years old, but then you listen to our actual president, who's one hundred and fifty years old and sounds <laughs> way worse. Uh, God, I mean, just fucking hell. But yeah, he's like, he's four years younger than Biden, which is which is hilarious. Um, horrifying. It's horrifying. Yeah, we're, we're just ruled by fucking. But just, I mean, just the, this is this is like the way they they will say things about other countries that are either not true or virtually not true but are vastly more true about our country it's just it's like it's i I think that they i mean they know they clearly know this shit right and they go out and they say it and everyone laughs and claps and writes it down they're just like i can get away with anything i can fucking say anything i want people fucking eat this shit up right and you know every every time the state department talks about uh, uh uh, Cuba's treatment of human rights or China's treatment of human rights. And it's like you, you literally have a torture prison, <laughs> a U.S. military torture prison. You still have kids in cages on the fucking border. It was just a headline today. It was like, well, the kids in cages didn't start with Trump, so it, you shouldn't expect it should have ended with Trump. It's, it's like <laughs> this is this is where we're at now with defending Biden. It's like, well, you know, uh, you know. Actually, Obama started that one, so uh, it's okay if if Biden still does it. <sighs> Jesus Christ! Yeah. So, um, we had another clip. Uh, t- 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 well, we had two oh, more, okay. I think. Well, the Kamala. Yeah, I mean, the Kamala ones is. I guess we could say we say is relevant to the to the conversation. Speaking of people who are uh, leading us, who just can't fucking formulate sentences. Um, yeah, this this is a clip today. Uh, where where was this from? Kamala, where was well, Kamala this? Was a couple days ago, but I well, I saw um, the hashtag uh, word salad Kamala was trending this weekend. Actually, so actually half a week ago, um, and I was like, word salad Kamala, uh, this ought to be good. <laughs> so uh, yeah, let her rip. Yep, that is especially true when it comes to the climate crisis which is why we will work together and continue to work together to address these issues, to tackle these challenges, and to work together as we continue to work operating from the new norms, rules, and agreements that we will convene to work together on to galvanize global action. With that, I thank you all. This is a matter of urgent priority for all of us. And I know we will work on this together. She said work to... So I transcribed this. I want to read this again. uh, Just just to... We will work together and continue to work together to address these issues, to tackle these challenges, and work together as we uh, continue to work, operating from the new norms, rules, and agreements uh, that we will convene to work together on to galvanize global action. This is a matter of urgent priority for us, and I know that we will work together on this like she, she said work together five times and didn't say what any of that work would entail 
Yeah, she doesn't know anything. She's an idiot. I mean, you know, again, she's well, she knows that they're not going to do anything. Right. It's it's like, well, what do you what are you uh, working on? Oh, work. Like, what, what is but, it? What does that entail? Uh, to, I don't know. Work, work, working together. <laughs> I just, you know, I, ever since I saw that one tweet about how Kamala Harris is constantly giving a presentation on a book she didn't read, like and just trying to fudge the word count, like that's all I could ever hear is is her just trying to fucking pad it out. To, right. to, to, to make it seem like it's not just the, the least, you know, educated, least informed, like opinion and or uh, point imaginable. She just says a lot of words over and over again and hopes that you don't notice that she didn't fucking say anything. But, you know, yeah, it's because it's the yeah, same words. It's, it's just literally running out the clock. You're right. You're totally <clears throat> right. Um, and so the last clip we had is Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House, who is currently campaigning for a. Uh, pro-life Democrat in Texas against a pro-choice woman in Texas. Yep. Um, Trump 70% of the time, Henry Cuellar and uh, Pelosi still campaigning for him, even after the Supreme court leak. Um, Yeah. So here's a clip of, of speaking of mentally declining uh, leaders here. Here's this is Nancy. Yeah. Who would have ever suspected that a creature like Donald Trump would become president of the United States waiving a list of judges that he would appoint, therefore getting the support of the far right and appointing those anti-freedom justices to the court. So this is not about long game. We played a long game. We won Roe v. Wade a long time ago. We voted to protect it over time. We have have elected a Democratic House of Representatives that is (laughs) pro-choice. Who would have ever thought the thing that a guy said he was going to do would happen when he was able to do it? That's what you're yeah. saying. She's like, he, he's waving a list around saying he's going to appoint all these right wing judges if he gets elected. Who would, who, would, who would have ever thought that that would happen? Uh, the people who told you it would? The people who warned you? All of the Bernie voters that were like, if you fucking fuck over Bernie and you foist Hillary Clinton onto the party, you're going to lose. Right. Like we fucking warned you and you didn't listen or you didn't care. Right. And, you know, first of all, she's she's I love that there's not a single clip of her where she actually gets a sentence out without fucking, you know, give, without the wine slur where she can't fucking formulate, you know, a full complete sentence and oh. just starts babbling about nothing. But um, and her hand gestures, you can't see, you know, see right. it with audio her. She's like, do, like doing like fucking like hand puppet gestures with her hands like she's performing for a room of of small children sitting on the ground in front of her because uh, well, she used to be able to actually speak you know she's the speaker of the house because she actually used to be able to, to 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 spew this bullshit effectively you know to the point where people didn't you know didn't pick it apart quite as much. i mean she always sucked but she used to actually be able to formulate you know the bullshit in in proper syntax uh, but now that her her mental capacity is clearly in decline, she's just not able to do that anymore. And she's, you know, you, she still has this kind of sort of condescending, you know, talking down tone. But now it's super obvious that she's, you know, not even as as fucking with it as most people that she's talking to. So it's very obvious what she's doing. But also she says, oh, well, we uh, we, we we play the long game. But no, you know who played the long game? The fucking religious right played the long game uh, in that you were constantly using the fucking uh, Roe v. Wade and abortion rights as a way to get people to vote for you and never doing anything with the power that you were given numerous times by your voters and actually codifying Roe v. Wade into law, which you could have done at 
any number of a dozen points in the last 50 years. And you didn't because it was a great way to say, oh, well, we got to protect those abortion rights to come out and vote for right. us. And now they've completely dismantled it. And places like Oklahoma just passed a bill that bans all abortions from the moment of fertilization, which is, I mean, it completely bans abortion outright. So if you hopefully don't get pregnant in, in Oklahoma, or hopefully you don't have a miscarriage or an ectopic pregnancy where your fetus that's not viable inside your body will kill you unless it can be removed. Uh, sorry, guess you're both dying because you know, yeah. we live in a well, fucking theocracy. God's got a plan. No, it's hilarious because the, the Democrats, they're so used to this theater of you know, performative bullshit and doing nothing that they, I think they really do forget that like the right, when they say that they want to ban abortion, when they get in power again, uh, they really mean it. They're really going to do it. Right. And, and that's why we, you know, when we're like, don't put Hillary Clinton up there, she's going to lose and there's going to be serious fucking consequences. Like everyone's like, Hillary tried to warn us. It's like, no, we tried to warn her. We're the ones that warned her she was never going to fucking win. You know what it's like? You know that, uh, like, they I, a lot of, like, the stupid, like, morning zoo radio shows, like, uh, like around here have, used to have this game where, like, you'd call in and it was like, you, it would, like, it was like a thing where it'd be like, well, every, you know, the, the, the dollar amount that you'd win would go up. It'd be like $100, $200. We had to stop it before the thing, like, craps out on you. You had to be like, stop, like, at a point where it was like, you know, Oh, I think it's going to, you know, it's going to like bust me out at this point, whatever. You ever, I have no idea what you're talking about, but keep going. It, it's just like <laughs> a stupid, you know, calling game where you'd call into the station and be like, oh, win money, but don't get greedy or, you know, you'll, you'll, you, you know, you'll lose or whatever. We had right. to be like, all right, I think it's going to bust out at 700. So I'll say stop at 600. And it was different every day. Like it would, you know, it would vary or whatever. So um, it's like the price is right. You're trying to guess the thing. But not sort of. Right. Right. All exactly. Right, all right. Yeah, so. Can, frame it that way (laughs) right so um yeah that's been the democratic party for years because i mean i think to some extent they knew like eventually this shit would come down uh you know uh, and have serious consequences but they really thought they could just keep the ball in the air for long enough and just keep it going you know and make it somebody else's problem eventually but in the meantime they're going to use it it's jill stein's fault it's the bernie bros fault right remember it's it's all our fault because we didn't sorry i'm unzipping a fucking visi white claw clone from a little cooler i had behind me nice. yeah it's it's always it's like well you you didn't vote hard enough it's like literally it's like more bernie voters voted for hillary than hillary voters voted for barack obama in 2008 right. so fuck you right um right. but yeah oh you mentioned oklahoma i had a little blurb here uh headline from the hill oklahoma governor warns tribes not to create abortion havens uh warns them is that that's a threat Right? That, right. That's a threat. He just threatened in, indigenous people if right. they... Who okay, we pretend so, are sovereign on their own patch of land that we force them onto. <laughs> so th- this is just, I mean, you you really know who you're dealing with when you hear quotes like this. So uh, Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt. It's S-T-I-T-T. So I, I when I read that, I, I think think to myself, uh, his name is S-Tit. <laughs> So Governor Kevin Estit, Republican, on Sunday warned Native American tribes not to create abortion safe havens if Roe v. Wade is overturned and his state enacts a near total ban on abortions. Estit told Fox Sunday, uh, Fox News Sunday, 
there was a possibility tribes could establish abortion havens in his state, uh, or I'm sorry, if his state makes abortion illegal. Quote, Oklahomans will not think very well of that if tribes... Sorry, Fast and the Furious. Uh, it's, Chicago drift is going on. Sorry, the just there's guys riding around motorcycles just trying to broadcast to the world how small their fucking genitals are uh, <laughs> by any means necessary. All right, so again from Governor S. Titt, Oklahomans will not think very well of that if tribes try to set up abortion clinics. S. Titt said, warning, he is monitoring the situation. So like, what is, what is, you got the police doing surveillance on the reservations or what? What do you, what does that entail? Right. More than half of Oklahoma is within tribal lands. Estit said the expansion of tribal lands in Oklahoma included the city of Tulsa, which covers about 1 million people. So he is, quote, watching what might be done to establish abortion safe havens in his state. Quote, they think they can be one one thousandth tribal member and not have to follow state laws s tit said that's that's like the go-to line for fucking racists is if we haven't just brutalized fucking indigenous people in this country you know enough they 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 act like all the actual indigenous people in this country who are living in you know basically squalor because they because of the way we've we've deprived them of resources and stuffed them onto these small patches of the fucking country like they're somehow living large and it's a bunch of white people right. who are just claiming one one that you know that like it's a like it's a country of elizabeth warrens like right actually, i was gonna say it's like, like it's the one like, they know who, that actually did do who that. actually fucking did that elizabeth warren a fucking democrat <laughs> right. a, a, a blonde blue-eyed woman that uh dyed her hair black to right. try to pass Ooh, off a former Republican. so it was an actual republican that yeah. initially did it totally on brand totally um on brand. right so you know i mean just fucking theocratic fucking nightmare this country uh but you know it, it's just gonna keep happening it's gonna be gonna, gonna get a lot worse it but fucking it's, it's sucks, just so but... fucking funny to me that the, you have these these radical centrists that honestly think that like they were trying to warn us about trump uh, and, and why we had to, you know, support Hillary or else this would happen. It's like completely the fucking opposite. It Like we were the ones that were saying like, no, if if you get this guy elected, it, it will be so much worse than you realize. They just and don't live and in you are world, so right? overcompensating for how good you think that she mm-hmm. is. And you have no clue how independent, you know. You know, people on the left, people, independent voters, you have no much, no idea how much we despised her. Right. And and it's it's just, you know, like I, I'm under no illusion that, to think that most of the country uh, agrees with my communist politics. Right. <laughs> right. No, no. But, we're, we're right, I just minority. I know that's not the case. If I could sit down with every single American and explain it, I probably could convince everyone. But like, I, I don't have the time for that. They right? agree with so. actually most of the, the policies we believe in. They sure. just are, are, are so propagandize from from the fucking red scare that they think that you know right. it, but, but but, yeah, but the yeah, k-hive the hillbots like these people were convinced that their adoration for you know ruth bader ginsburg and hillary clinton and you know whoever the other corporate democrat person like they were convinced that like you know if, if that the whole rest of the country must see it that way right and, and if only they just give her a chance they'll realize you know and it's just it's not that way and some of it's sexism i'll freely admit that but for us, it was all the policy shit. It was supporting, you know, invading Iraq. It was uh, joking about uh, killing Julian Assange. It was, um, 
you know, uh, supporting slave labor in the governor's mansion in Arkansas. Uh, just all this shit. And 99% of the sexism came from the right wingers who didn't like her. I mean, that right, was, who never would know, voted for a woman ever, no matter who, who she was. Which is funny because she, you know, is by far the most right wing candidate they could have voted for out of the Democratic Party, but they, right. you, know, you know, they could never see past that. But it's just, yeah, it's preposterous. But, and now we're in a situation where these arrogant fucks just continue to think that they can rule atop their roost without ever actually having to do anything and now we see the 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 republic completely crumbling around us and we're in a place where now this this fucking you know this fucking far-right theocratic supreme court is going to make a bunch of atrocious fucking human rights rulings where they just strip human rights out of away from people and strip dignity away from people and it's going to get really fucking bad like there's i i can't sugarcoat it enough like there's not going to be uh there's no solution where this fucking gets overturned. Like this is going to be a fucking nightmare and there's nothing we can do about it. And it's all their fucking fault. Um, <laughs> sorry. I mean, I, this, fucking is, this is Hillary bummer, Clinton, like, the same Hillary Clinton who said that, you know, there should be some limits on abortion, you know? Oh and, yeah. Nancy you know, Pelosi the same, said there's no fucking, there should know, be litmus a litmus test. test. Exactly. Exactly. So these people don't give a shit. And, no, and if you, if you thought that they gave a shit, you know, like the, you know, when, when, what was it? Uh, Oh gosh, the Secretary of State who said that uh, starving half a million children to death in Iraq. Oh, Madeline Albright. Madeline Albright, who said there's a special place in hell for women who don't support other women. Meanwhile, Pelosi is running a campaign <laughs> against a woman who's pro-choice. Well, yeah, that, I mean, they never actually meant that. They just, of course, use that as a bullshit line because fucking liberals are have baby brains uh, because they've you know been been infantilized by the media that they consume. And they just buy that shit without ever have actually thinking critically and, you know, applying logic and, you know, policy to their decision making. But um, I, I do want to give a quick shout out, by the way, to I, I mentioned him a couple times in the podcast, but uh, CM Punk, one of my favorite pro wrestlers of all time, they had a show yesterday in Texas and he wore a shirt that said uh, abortion rights or human rights, like on national TV nice. in Texas and got a lot of, you know, booze for it. But it fucking takes balls to do that shit so i appreciate that the hell out of that because uh that you yeah, know that was awesome yeah yeah good shit um did, did we have anything to to say about well actually before i get to this um i did want to read a little bit here um i i I've, i love getting to read the actual reactions of uh supreme court justices to this leak because it, it really like reveals how fragile and deal i mean you know obviously it's like every every rich person is still a person at the end of the day they still have like the the you know their pantomimes the things they they don't realize they're giving away that reveal how flawed they are you right, know right um but we we hold the supreme court up so high in our our zeitgeist in this country that we kind of think they're like you know like 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 the pope basically right, the, the right. pope of justice they wear a funny costume and like you never get to you know see them or see what they're doing but it's just you know uh so we we read from supreme court justice um a few weeks ago uh the um chief justice what's his name uh roberts john roberts, roberts yeah and, and talking about how this hurts in the integrity of the court and it's like uh you don't have any fucking integrity you fucking <laughs> right. asshole preposterous so clarence thomas finally went on the record and oh man this is beautiful so just a few paragraphs here but uh headline uh clarence thomas says tremendously bad abortion draft leak changed the supreme court quote forever so <laughs> not not the ruling that's bad the leak is the bad part 
Um, okay, so a draft decision leaked by the U.S. Supreme Court earlier this month has fundamentally altered the judicial body, potentially doing irreparable damage, Justice Clarence Thomas said during a conference in Dallas Friday evening. Quote, I do think that what happened at the court is tremendously bad. I wonder how long we're going to have these institutions at the rate we're undermining them. <laughs> like, uh, hopefully Stop not much longer. Rights. Don't threaten us with a good time there. Uh, Seriously. Clarence. Uh, The leak, not the decision's potential implication of overturning Roe v. Wade, has potentially done irreparable harm to people's trust in the institution, the veteran justice said. (laughs) Again, it's it's like it's 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 not just totally fucking backwards. Quote, when you lose that trust, especially institution in the institution that I'm in. It changes the institution fundamentally. Like, uh, yeah, we had so much fucking faith in and, you know, just reverence for you clarence thomas you fucking rapist right. um you begin to look over your shoulder it's like <laughs> it's it's like kind of an identity that you can explain it but you can't undo it thomas added uh, thomas also suggested that there had been a recent trend to undermine the supreme court challenging its integrity and impartialness remember <laughs> that word Right. And a new phenomenon of citizens showing up to members' homes and holding them personally responsible. The justice said, however, the trend was among liberals and that conservatives have not acted in this way. Quote, <laughs> quote, quote, we would never visit Supreme Court justice houses when things didn't go our way. We didn't throw temper tantrums. I think it is incumbent on us to always act appropriately, Thomas said. So there's that impartiality he was just talking about right there. He, he's just admitting that he's on the far Completely right. Completely partisan. And by the way, yeah, that's that's preposterous because the topic we were just talking about, I mean, how many fucking abortion clinics were bombed and doctors were murdered by fucking lunatic right-wingers? There's a fucking federal case right now about, against the guys who were going to try to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer, the governor of Michigan, <laughs> right. and put her on some fucking, like, you know, people's trial. Uh, could you, I mean, you, did, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure these fucking dumbasses totally got their asses. It's entrapped, you know, where, where some informant was like, Hey, you know what you guys should go do. And they were like, yeah, let's go do that. So, uh, you well, know, but there, there, it's a whole fucking crew of like that, that, the, the guy, the, the fat guy from Itania who think they're like these, these tactical fucking geniuses, but they're all a bunch of bumbling putzes who've never, right you know, actually planned an actual thing in their life. And they, so they all, but, I mean, they, they, they went to her property and trespassed on her property doing surveillance. Right. So like, it's, it's not like they just talked about it. No, and, no, they were going to do it. I mean, they, you know, right. they would have done it. And we know there's tons of entrapment cases with the FBI where they get some poor, you know, Arab kid and we're like, Hey, we bought you these things to make a bomb. And, uh, okay. Oh, you're under arrest now. <laughs> right. <laughs> this, this was not it. And we went no. into depth uh, about a year ago when this first came out. So, yeah, but he's he's saying like, oh, there's, there's, it's it's not it's not him being you know admitting that he's a far right lunatic, Clarence Thomas, that is the uh, you know hurting the integrity of the court and hurting its, its impartiality. It's the leak ahead right. of time that alerted right. us to it. That's right. that's the problem, it, and it's just preposterous because the Supreme Court literally fucking fixed an election in two thousand. Like him and fucking John Roberts, Chief Justice, literally gave the gave an election to a guy who didn't fucking win it by any and all measures in the year 2000. Yeah. Well, so it, it I mean, like Gore didn't fucking fight for it. Cause no, of course, cause he's fuck. Yeah. The spineless Democrats. So what right. do you expect? But, 
but 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 I mean, they literally handed an election to somebody who didn't fucking win it. And, you know, there's a million dead Iraqis thanks to that fucking right. decision of these impartial I mean, you know, justices. Trump lost an election and filed what? Fucking 500 lawsuits. <laughs> right. God, I mean, which like he, he wouldn't quit for a year. After he, he was already gone, and he's still filing lawsuits. And it wasn't even close in his case. I mean, no, you know, it wasn't even close. <laughs> and Gore actually wins and doesn't fi- doesn't do shit. I, I right. mean, I think they filed some lawsuits, but like they totally caved on it. No, they, they were just like, but, can't can't fight. Uh, can't fight. He was and he was the fucking vice president and the president of the Senate at the time, and he wouldn't fucking you know, bend the Senate rules to fucking fix the situation. Well, you know, that Senate parliamentarian just wouldn't let him, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that was when they like literally couldn't get a Senator to co-sponsor like a, a call to fucking, you know, for a recap. Like, it was just, it was, it was preposterous. The fucking lack of spine that the Democrats had in that whole situation. But, you know, again, it's the Democrats that, that that's that's the 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 strategy is always back down when there's actual <laughs> i like how you i done. like how you said that just now the way you said it's the democrats because it reminded <laughs> right. me of like the, the joke like what do you call this routine the aristocrats <laughs> you know that one you know that no, one no oh so it's so it's like a they made a documentary film about this joke and it's it's like every comedian has a, a different version of it and it's supposedly like you just you you try to come up with like the most disgusting fucking thing possible. And you know, like as, as like a pitch for a Broadway performance. Right. Right. And, and then the person, you know, the financier producer, whatever is like, all right, well, you call this routine, the aristocrats, like, like (laughs) a name that's completely opposite of what you just described. Right. So back in like the mid two thousands, somebody made a documentary where they just went around like all the, you know, whoever the most popular comedians were around, you know, then like Sarah Silverman and whoever the fuck, uh, and they all do their version of it, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's like you know incest and shitting in people's mouths and just but it's like but it's like on stage is like a routine and you're right. like dancing and tumbling and like right and and there's like legendary comedians who have done this this joke right and gone for up to like forty five minutes long with it. <laughs> Right, so it's it's like an insider kind of thing, but it's I feel not like Robin Williams that, did a really good one. I feel I, I vaguely remember yeah, hearing like yeah. him do a, a bit like that. He was he was kind of famous for like but not. I, I, there's such a weird thing in stand up comedy about like stealing jokes versus like common like you know like fucking public domain jokes. But right. he he would do a lot of similar jokes to other people, but he always fucking did it you know, 10 times better with his fucking manic energy. So it's like, whatever. I mean, yeah. I mean, it wasn't like Dane cook ripping off Louis CK, but no, it, it wasn't like, right. It wasn't like a hyper specific bit that was like, you know, it was just like real broad fucking like borscht belt comedy that he would put right. his own spin on. But it's gotta be hard though. Coming up with a completely a new you know, hour of routine. shit to fucking joke about. Right. right? Like especially when you, when you're trying to be a comedian, when you're trying to get your shit there, like you're consuming other comedians nonstop. Right. And it's it's really hard to come up with something unique. That's why, like, like you put on any like random half hour comedy special thing of just somebody who's terribly not funny, you know. And you're like, you haven't even figured out who to rip off good yet, buddy. <laughs> like, right. well, and it's so funny how like like looked down upon that is in in comedy, but in music, if you make a record that's like, oh my god, these guys are the next Beatles, and it fucking sounds like you know right. what I mean. Like it, it's so you know, music is all about like putting your influences in a fucking blender and like you know, giving out your interpretation of all the, the bands and musicians. It's like the, be- the best comedians just tell 
actual stories of real shit that happened to them. Right. right. Like, um, what's the guy from uh, Larry David, uh, Kirby Enthusiasm? Jeff Garland. Jeff Garland. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's I saw him. Jeff Garland, and, and I, I know he's problematic, and he's Is he? been... I didn't know that. Yeah, oh. It, the, I mean, the, the the character he plays is really him. Like, he he's... I know someone, young woman, who knew another young woman that he was, like, aggressively trying to pick up on, mm. who was, like, three times younger than he was. So, but, you know, I wasn't there, so I don't know, but whatever. Uh, and he's, you know, this, this this show that he quit, he was the star of some other shitty sitcom because right. people complained that he kept saying the word vagina, right? And he's just oh, like... Oh, yeah, no, I remember this from, like, yeah. it was, like, last year. It was pretty recently. And once he figured out that they didn't like him saying it, he just said it nonstop to get fired, <laughs> Which I think is kind of funny, but also like I think he, I'm sure he's like a fucking huge dick in real life. But right, right. But he's one of the funniest fucking stand up guys I, I've ever seen. And I don't go watching a lot of stand up in my life, but I had a arrangement with somebody that worked at a theater who would get me free tickets to anything I wanted to see. And it was you know like music theater. I didn't show movies. It was just like you know mostly music. And he was just like, well, anytime you want a free ticket to anything. So I I. I try not to use it too much <laughs> to right, wear it right. out, you but your spots. there's always free tickets <clears throat> to give away, right? There's always empty seats and they'd rather have more people there, even if they have to give tickets away, than have a house that's half empty, right? Right. Because uh, they don't want to lose people. Uh, they don't want to lose the talent coming through town. Um, so Jeff Garland comes in there and did three hours of stand-up. Uh, didn't take a break, just three straight hours. Didn't tell jokes that he wrote. He just told stories of the funniest fucking things that happened to him in the funniest ways possible. Like, you know, the way he would tell the story was like the funniest way you could possibly tell the story right. of a thing that was already fucking hilarious, right? Or even just like sometimes like mundane things you tell in the story in the right way, you give the information in the right order to make it funny. Um, and then he did like another half an hour of Q&A with the lights up uh, in, in the theater. And the weirdest thing fucking happened that somebody in the audience had a framed picture of him as a child with his family and was like, Hey, I'm like, you know, like your third removed cousin from whatever. And I have this picture from when you were a baby and he's, he like hands it up to Jeff Garland. And Jeff Garland looks at, it, he's like, I've never seen this picture before. Where'd you get this? He's like, Oh, we have this one relative. Da, 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 da. He's like, okay, that's fucking the weirdest thing that anyone's ever given me <laughs> in a, while I'm performing before. And the guy goes, can I have the picture back? And he's like, fuck no, it's mine now. <laughs> it's a picture of me. I own this now. And I almost thought it was staged, but he was genuinely like, like weirded out and pissed off about it <laughs> that I knew. I realized it wasn't. It was just like the weirdest fucking thing. And I'm si I was only sitting like a couple rows behind the, this kid in the audience that gave him the picture, too. So I'm like... This is this is just really fucking bizarre. <laughs> it's so weird. So, yeah, anyway, weird weird story. Um, but. Right. Um, all right. Well, uh, I think I I think we hit on pretty much what we wanted to hit on. Um, we, we that just, that was all my notes. We ran through it pretty quick. Right. Right. I'm, okay. Uh, good. Impressed, so. All right. Well, yeah. So I mean, I you know a lot of shit happened this week. Uh, it was a rough week as per usual. Oh, and also monkeypox are, are a thing now. Um, monkeypox metal which, band. Yeah. Which uh, you know it's just funny because like you know from the the real lunatic anti-vaxxer segment of the population you see a lot of like oh they're just reporting on every little outbreak of everything now to scare us blah 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 um monkeypox are really fucking deadly but it's it's very historically a contained virus because it's a lot harder to pass uh, it's still past airborne but you need a much higher concentration of droplets to pass it from person to person 
Yeah. Um, and and people who have who have AIDS are a lot more susceptible to it. Um, but now they're noticing that people all over the world in like different countries who have no link to each other are are popping up with monkeypox all of a sudden. And you know the one thing that like a lot of scientists have been talking about and uh, that that is not being studied nearly enough is the fact that long COVID um, presents itself in, in individuals who have abnormal T-cell death from their COVID infections, which is a trait shared with HIV because it kills your T-cells. It kills your, your body's ability to create immunity. Um, and it's, it's just, it's a, it's a something that they're noticing amongst people with long COVID that they share in common. Um, and so, I mean, a lot of, you know, a lot of epidemiologists are like, Hey, maybe this is linked. And, you know, monkeypox is a virus that has a 7.8% mortality rate. So, uh, just, just FYI, you know, maybe we probably shouldn't have let this fucking pandemic run, uh, run fucking wild for two years, like without doing almost anything to fucking mitigate it. Uh, well, you got the, you got the 200 what six hundred dollar check from Joe Biden? After I'm still cruising on that. To be 12, fair, I mean, I can't, I can't complain too much, right? I can't complain too much. But. Yeah, I love, I love how the right is, uh, you know, completely unafraid of a virus, um, but we'll call the police if their mailman's black. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the way he was putting it in my mailbox. <laughs> right. Side eye in my house. Um, I know, I know you was a real postal boy. Show yeah. me some papers. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's, you know. it's hilarious how they, you know, like, well, well, I can't see the virus, so why would I be afraid of it? Like, aren't you fearful of a god that you can't see too? Like, what? Right. <laughs> They're fearful of plenty of things they can't see, right? You know, just right. fucking. There's there's Muslims around every corner in their mind, but um, yeah. yeah so you know, uh, I, not not yet a huge issue, but uh, bookmark that for later because I'm sure that's gonna be a thing. <laughs> oh fuck, this this is just, you know. I, I don't know. I, I, I got nothing. I got nothing to reassure anybody because I'm yeah, no, also no. losing my mind and trying not to think about it too much. But well, yeah. I, I did take a little bit of satisfaction just just to uh, a little bit of good news here. There was an article because uh, our buddy Elon Elon Musk Musk for men um, is is trying to buy Twitter, but he's very concerned that Twitter is trying to uh, lowball him on the price or highball him. Actually, I should say. Well, he really and is not trying he's to price. Yeah, he's just manipulating, right? You know. um, but he's been able to drive down uh, Twitter's stock share price from fifty bucks down to like thirty something, which is just, like, he's just trying to tank the company, basically. Which more power to him for that. Uh, but he wanted to do an audit of Twitter to find out how many Twitter accounts are fake, and apparently his his audit found <laughs> that um, there are quite a lot of them. But one of the things they also found is that. Half of Joe Biden's Twitter followers are fake. <laughs> and the, the that's I mean, that's hilarious to me because like, I mean, not like Joe Biden uses his Twitter account himself, but, you know, that's just it's it's like I think Biden has. I don't know. Can you look it up real quick? How many followers Joe Biden yeah, has? I'm going to look it up. Actually, I was just curious. But um, yeah, I mean, he's consistently had among the lower. I mean, obviously, he's president now, so it's probably a lot higher, but. Among the lower, uh, 34.2 million followers. Yeah. So th- 34, so 17 million of his followers are fake accounts. So good job, <laughs> Sally Albright. But the, the um, so the, the company that did the audit apparently is called Spark Toro. Uh, and 
they also found that out of Elon Musk's more than 93.3 million followers, that 70% of Musk's followers were fake. (laughs) (laughs) And the other 30% are the most annoying people you'll ever meet in your entire fucking life. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and, and we even have them. Like, we'll dunk on Musk on our Facebook page, and people will be like, "Like, what's your problem with Musk?" And it's like, really, you listen to our show or you follow our page, and you like, you're looking up to that guy. I think people uh, just search uh, his fucking name to yell at people who criticize yeah, their. Fucking... Or people share shit and it shows right, up in somebody right. else's stream. Although lately, that's not happening much because we were we got a seven day ban for that Mussolini meme, which we still don't know if it was because they thought we were pro or anti Mussolini. Um, (laughs) But now for the last two weeks since then, they're throttling us like hardcore posts that I, you know, memes that we would share that would normally get hundreds of likes, if not thousands uh, are getting like six or seven. Yeah. And I know they're throttling us because it also um, not that I've ever boosted a post with actual money, um, but the, the boost feature is gone. And right, which they on, offer every time you post something, they, right, they try to get they you want to make money. money right. right. So they're throttling us right now. And every time I click on the boost button to, cause I noticed that it said not available. It says, you know, because you violated our term, our community standards or whatever. It's like for making a joke about Mussolini, a Nazi, <laughs> right. like, really? Um, and I appealed it and they even said that they like reviewed it and still decided it was we were promoting a uh, group of terrorists or something like that. It's like but the people that killed Mussolini, or, the people or that killed Mussolini or Mussolini. <laughs> Who do you which which side are you on here? Facebook Cause it, cause I, it was honestly, literally a cartoon of Mussolini being strung up after they get like it's it's not it wasn't even a picture of him being strung up. It, it, was, was, a cartoon. it was like a portrait of him. Right. The joke was that it was the person couldn't understand who it was until it was flipped upside down and, right. and then they recognized it. Just and that's all it was. It wasn't a depiction of him being killed or hanged. It was just like a portrait of him in a uniform. And it's like you can't post a, a historical photo of somebody in meme form. Uh, oh, yeah. So I don't know. There's no there's no time limit stipulated on this, though. So I don't know how long we're going to fucking do this. Like we, right. we have 14000 followers on Facebook. And I mean, God help you if you're on Facebook. But if you are, you should be following us. Uh, but yeah, it's I don't I don't know how long it'll last. It might be forever. It might end tomorrow. No right. way to know. But um, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, on that note, we, we should get out of here. But uh, if you want to support us, uh, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, follow us on Facebook uh, if, if we're not banned at the moment. Facebook.com slash move left idiots. Uh, SoundCloud.com slash move left. Patreon.com slash move left. Twitter. I'm on Twitter at move underscore left. Uh, and I'm on Twitter at bike slutty. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Running doesn't run a yoke Even if you have a cold still You can cough on me again I still haven't had my fault fail In the someday, what's that sound? In the someday, what's that sound? In the someday, what's that Okay,
kicked ass. Yeah, yeah, it rolled. <laughs> It rolled. 